G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan and our next guest is called a gospel entrepreneur. And he has the endorsement of none other than the Archbishop of Canterbury. The Archbishop says, A mechanic makes things run, tunes the engine for the journey, makes sure all the component parts of the engine are in good order, that they all work together. Well, Roy Crown did train as a mechanic, but he has grown to be one who inspires, energizes, and equips people to take a strong Christian lead in church, ministry, and business. Roy, welcome. It's great to be with you from a, a somewhat chilly England. I can't imagine England being chilly, Roy, but there you go. You've said it, so I'm, I'm going to believe you. Roy. An endorsement from the Archbishop of Canterbury, that's pretty huge. Tell us about your background. Are you one of these Silver Spoon types that went to Eton College and uh, as well-connected chap, or have you worked your way to that uh, level of being endorsed by the Archbishop? No, I'm not a Silver Spoon chap. I'm actually an East Ender. I was born in Hackney under the sound of Bow Bells. Uh, So you could say I'm a geezer, really, if you want to use the uh, Cockney slang. You are a Cockney geezer. That's what you are, my friend, a Cockney geezer. (laughs) Know what I mean? (laughs) That's my history. That's definitely my history. I was actually entrepreneurial right at the start of my life. I worked on a stall in a market as a market trader at 16 in London. The market trading was was big. I mean, it was big, and uh, it it just energised me. So, putting the gospel alongside that entrepreneurial spirit meant that I got invited to various gatherings, church leaders' gatherings, and we did a project which was seeking to mobilise the whole church for a whole year of mission. That got the Archbishop just saying, I love this, I want to endorse this. Well, hang on, let's stop there, Roy. Why, why, why did the Archbishop of Canterbury love what you were doing so much? What really resonated with the Archbishop? Because we mobilised the whole church. We weren't one stream. We weren't one group of Baptist or Anglican or Methodist or free church. We actually said, if we're going to get the job done, We've got to mobilize the whole church and find a way to work together. So you worked with multiple churches together in the same project, in the same mission. Oh, it was a miracle. And, And the miracle was we invited every denominational leader together for 24 hours to look at the re evangelization of the nation. And they all came. Incredible. It was a miracle. Incredible. And, and tell me, what was the and, conclusions and, that were reached in that gathering of all the church leaders together? Were there some, con- like in the book of Acts, we see the apostles and elders gathering together. And at first they disputed with one another, they argued, they, they, they gave their opinions. But at the end, there's a consensus where they say, okay, it seems good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And they came up with some of their, 
their edicts. You know, did the same thing happen with your gathering? Well, let me tell you what happened. We initially invited them, and then they all said they were coming, and we thought, "Oh no, what are we going to do with them for twenty-four hours?" <laughs> <laughs> so you had to come up with a plan. <laughs> so, so you kind of take a step of faith. You think, and no one had done it. And then what we thought was, we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing. So we didn't drop into doctrinal issues. What we said is, we can all agree that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died, that He rose again. That's what we agree on. So, in the light of that, how do we look at the reevangelization of our nation over the next twenty years? We pray together. But the, the amazing thing, they didn't even know the leaders of these other denominations. They weren't in relationship with them. So how can you work and serve unless you're actually in relationship? So all of a sudden, when you criticized or said someone, it was very different once you'd had a relation and you were with them for 24 hours. So we had ethnicity there we had the black majority church we we had the catholic we everybody was in the room we had both archbishops in the room brilliant it was brilliant. a miracle of god that that is a miracle and roy think, that is a miracle and i think any gathering of christian leaders from different denominations different movements and you reach a consensus and you break down walls and those like you said those suspicions or those potential uh, you know, differences between people, to see that broken down, that is an absolute miracle. Well done. Well done. Well, I think I think it's the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur just sees things that others don't see. So I, my question was, why has nobody done this before? Why, why is, and, and the Lord will often say, well, you do it. And you think, well, I'm not even a denominational leader. I'm not. Now, we did it in partnership with various others. The EA was part of that. We had some others in the room that kind of shaped it together. But it was really, somebody's got to see these things and then just do it. I mean, Nike got it right. Just do it. That's it. That's it. When we wrote to them and they said, yeah, we're coming, we're like, wow, wow. Yeah, brilliant. It's amazing. So, so, so let me move on from there, Roy. Let, let me ask you another question. So gospel entrepreneurs, tell me about gospel entrepreneurs. That is a ministry organization that you run, correct? Correct. So what happened is, is back in the day, obviously, as I started, I then became National Director of Youth for Christ, and, and I recognized where local ministries of Youth for Christ flourished, there was an entrepreneurial leadership style that cause that to flourish. The entrepreneur sees things that others don't see, but then has the ability to deliver it. So what I then recognized is the church was a bit suspicious of entrepreneurs. They, they even didn't like the word. They kind of thought entrepreneurs, even if they're Christian, they've, they've made money or they've done this or they're in it for themselves. Yeah. And I just thought, no, this entrepreneurial gift, I mean, if you look biblically, there's a load of entrepreneurs in the Bible. They're, they're all over it. Well, you could even I, I, say I, God is the ultimate entrepreneur. I was going to say that. I mean, I think Jesus was the ultimate entrepreneur because he came to the world with a new teaching, a new doctrine, a new idea. Hey, you know, the old was okay, but I got something better. I mean, he was the ultimate entrepreneur, wasn't he? And then you look at the Apostle Paul, cracked open Europe, 
for the gospel with this new message as well. So I think you're right. I think God has used entrepreneurs to build his kingdom significantly throughout history. Yeah, and maybe we've never recognized it as that. We've just said it's leadership. But if you look at the entrepreneur, and, and, and I think God has put that entrepreneurial gift in some people in the church. Now, we don't want a church full of entrepreneurs. That'd be a nightmare. Yeah. But where we've got it, we've got to affirm it recognize it and release it because the benefit to the kingdom you know it says in deuteronomy if your ability is to create wealth the wealth is the lord's so give it to the lord and the kingdom if church planters are entrepreneurs they gather jesus gathered people and then mobilized so i just want to affirm that young gospel entrepreneur brilliant and i i love what you're saying roy but i want to ask so you've got this vision, you've got this dream to equip and empower and identify this entrepreneurial gift. But how are you reaching people? How are you mentoring people? How are people finding you? And how are you finding people? Well, it, it was really interesting because at the start, because of who I was, I kind of there was always people saying to me, hey, would you mentor me? Would you coach me? Because when you've been around a little while and God put favor on your life there are people that come and say i think you could teach me something or i think so initially it was like okay this is what i now need to do this is a great legacy to invest in the next generation yeah but then a number of people were saying to me hey why don't we do this with a gospel orientation there's entrepreneurs in business there's the, the secular does this all the time, investing in that. Yep. We need a gospel imperative that keeps gospel front and center in the values and integrity in the way you do whatever you do, but also tell the Jesus story. One businessman I'm working with, every time he gets new staff, he tells them the values of the business, gives them the gospel and an opportunity to respond. Excellent. Now, so he's combining business with his Christian influence and his his mission to reach the lost. But 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 so tell me, correct. but how are people finding you, Roy? How do people in the UK or elsewhere actually find you so that they can come under your influence and, and, and inspiration? So we have a website called Gospel Entrepreneurs. Yep. We've just done a series of uh, we've got a uh, uh, principal of a theological college. We've got businessmen in the six-part series, which is a 15-minute kind of, am I an entrepreneur? How do I release the entrepreneur? And we've got some people that work in prison. So there's that. But the other route, which is when I'm coming out to Australia, Brilliant. Uh, is to say, how do we find and link these people together so that they become a learning community or an enterprise hub yep. to look at the needs in their community and do something different. So I love that. It, so, so tell me, when are you coming to Australia? When's that happening? I arrive on the 29th of August. Yep. We got some meetings in Brisbane at the weekend with church leaders and some businessmen. It's just a little hop, and then I'm going to New Zealand and Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, I think you'll find uh, you'll be very well received in Australia, Roy. I think there's a great need for this in the church right now because let's be honest, you know, 30, 40 years ago, young men and women who felt a call from God, they would usually end up in a Bible college and in Bible college they'd Correct. learn a heap of theology and there's nothing wrong with that. And then maybe they'd want to start a church or they were almost feeling like, well, if I want to serve God, I've got to start a church or be a pastor. 
But I think as you know and as you have recognized, some people are not called to pastor, but they are called by God to lead and influence through the marketplace, either through business or through their career, through a professional development. And and look at the heroes of the Bible. Abraham, to my knowledge, never preached a single sermon. He didn't pastor a church, but he was one of the greatest men that ever lived. And also he was one of the greatest friends of God who ever lived. And and he wasn't a pastor. And I think I, I, I really appreciate you, Roy, and I thank God for what you're doing because the world needs more men and women like you who inspire those with this entrepreneurial gift to be released into their destiny and their calling without necessarily entering full-time ministry. Just excellent, excellent stuff. And if people want to find you, they just have to go to gospelentrepreneurs.org. That's gospelentrepreneurs.org. Roy, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing a little bit of your story. And I'm just praying when you come to Australia and you go to New Zealand and up into Kuala Lumpur, that God opens many doors for you and that your ministry will have a great impact in this part of the world. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.